In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that your Son may glorify you, and through the power over all mankind that you have given him. Let him give eternal life to all those you have entrusted to him. And eternal life is this, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth and finished the work that you gave to me to do. Now, Father, it is time for you to glorify me with that glory I had with you before ever the world was. I have made your name known to the men you took from the world to give me. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now at last they know that all you have given me comes indeed from you, for I have given them the teaching you gave to me, and they have truly accepted this, that I came from you, and I believe that it was you who sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and in them I am glorified. I am not in the world any longer, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. The Gospel of the Lord In a high priestly prayer of Jesus as he prepares to face his hour, the hour of his sacrifice on the cross, our Lord provides us a glimpse of his relationship with the Father. He allows us to eavesdrop in this most intimate conversation with the Father, where he promises eternal life to all those the Father had entrusted to him, and then reveals to us the secret of eternal life. Most people would picture eternal life as an unimaginably long life. The simple definition they would offer, if asked what eternal life means, would sound like this. Eternal life is living forever. Furthermore, most people would equate eternal life with heaven, and so they believe that you only get to experience eternal life after death. But here our Lord provides us with a strange, but crucial definition. Eternal life is this, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Rather than the length of the experience, our Lord points to the depth of the relationship with God, a relationship so deep and profound that it entails an intimate knowing of God. People who are familiar with the Gnostic philosophies and cults which were contemporaries of early Christianity, would know that these rival groups often boast of possessing a special knowledge, Noxis, from which they derive their name, that was available only to the initiated members of their communities. Gnostics considered the principal element of salvation to be direct knowledge of the supreme divinity in a form of mystical or esoteric insight. But the knowledge which our Lord uses in this text is not some 
esoteric secret that is infused in his followers through meditation, but a direct result of his revelation and teachings. It is concrete. In fact, the word knowledge in a Bible denotes an understanding of recognition and acknowledgement. To know someone would be to have a relationship with that person. The Bible is clear that the knowledge of God is the most valuable knowledge a human being can possess. But it is also clear that simply being aware of God's existence is not sufficient. The knowledge of God must encompass the deep appreciation for and relationship with Him. Knowledge of God is synonymous with loving, trusting and believing in Him. So for us Christians, knowledge implies a relationship. Our Lord used the word to know, to refer to His saving relationship with those who follow Him. For example, He said, I am the Good Shepherd, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He also told his disciples, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. By contrast, our Lord said this of the unbelieving Jews, you do not know my father. Therefore, to know Christ is to have faith in him, to follow him, to have a relationship with him, to love and be loved by him. This is good news for us in that we now know that eternal life is not just reserved for those who have died. For those who have gotten to heaven, it is available to all who come to know this God as the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. It is for this same reason that in Rome, the early Christians knew their God so intimately that they sang his praises as they were being burned at a stake. It was said that Nero, the mad emperor, stuck his fingers in his ears while saying, Why must these Christians sing? These martyrs had much more than a doctrine and a hope. They had a present tense relationship that allowed them to endure with joy terrible atrocities. They truly knew God. They knew that even as they embraced their martyrdom, their final lot would not be death but eternal life as a gift from the one whom they knew as Christ, whom God had sent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.